what do I want to say? What have I not been saying? What are some things that are really, really deep that need to come out? And that's, I'm really starting to think about that more. So welcome back everybody to Write Songs You Love. It is a cool experience today to be recording this on, on my birthday with somebody who three years ago, pretty close to this time, I was riding across frozen Arctic Canada with on a train, <laughs> playing music to, to the masses who collected in, in the frost bus on wheels. <laughs> so love to welcome just an amazing singer songwriter based out of Western Canada. Is also just an incredible friend. Please welcome Sarah Osborne. Uh-huh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. It's good to see you. Yeah, I was just uh, so good to think about. Uh, yesterday, I was just thinking about having you coming back on here and or just connecting with you again. Uh, literally, like the last time we would have seen each other would have been on a train about three years ago. So, like a month before all COVID went down. Right. Okay. Oh. Or it was 2019. Oh, sorry. February. Right. Never mind. So Not a few sure. months, but still, it seems like either a decade <laughs> ago or like last week. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was so cool about what you just released, like just mid-February, you just put out a real cool collection. And I'm excited to hear about the other collections that you've done of these EPs that you it seems like you did every few months over the last year, mm -hmm. uh, but the last one had everything to do with the train and some songs that that were written through that experience or on that experience. And I remember like seeing you write in the middle of that experience, so I, I, it just took me back there in a really special way. So I thought it would be cool to have you on, just having recently released this wicked collection. So I'd love to hear, just share a little bit about uh, what you're up to these days and. <sighs> Well, and it's, it's, I have to say, it's really nice to sit and talk about it because as artists, sometimes, you know, we're sort of very forward thinking and it's never enough and it doesn't always pay the bills. So it is really nice to sit with you, who's so encouraging. I'd call you a bit of a musical coach for sure and, and reflect on all these things. So I'm living on Gabriela Island. So someone told me not to tell people because it brings more people here. I'm like, uh, if it does, great. Um, it's a beautiful place. And been here since April 2020. Um, I'm currently working on something called Seasons, which is a four-part album project. Totally crazy. But we're going into studio this weekend and next weekend to finish off what we're going to call spring or the spring album. Awesome. And yeah, each one's four songs. It's basically like a whole album cut up in four pieces to make it a bit more affordable and time, you know, timely. And because everyone's releasing singles these days. Right. So, but I'm old school and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, my okay. music, Chris Brandt, my music teacher, music business teacher. Yep. Uh, I was like, oh, someone did this thing where they released mini albums and it was just like poof, light bulbs and post-its all over the wall about a year ago, actually. So 
it's pretty amazing to see how much has happened in a year. I released like seven or eight music videos in the last year too. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And then the train medley, of course, I was really, really happy how that turned out and the band just added so much to it. So mm-hmm. from going to like being stuck yeah, in Winnipeg and <laughs> dismal winter on a train for two extra days, <laughs> both there and back, um, you know, and just jotting things down to, to seeing it evolve to this final product is pretty exciting. It's oh, my nap alarm. <laughs> wake up <laughs> i might not be awake yet <laughs> and yeah like oh that train medley like anyway yeah you're a huge part of that and and sort of encouraging you know giving me little exercises and yeah i, I learned so much from you on that trip and thank you again for for taking me there on that <laughs> Oh, it was a blast. Like, uh, so for those of you listening, because there's people listening in the States as well as Canada, cool. and like some in Australia and some all over the place. It uh, There's a wicked program in Canada with Via Rail called the Artists on Board program where artists can perform for passengers on the train that goes across the country. And as a result, you get your, your ride taken care of and an awesome space to stay in and whole thing just foods included and whatnot so it's this really beautiful exchange that helps artists get across this giant landmass to to do what they'd love to do and and just meet with people from all over the world and i've done it several several times and uh a couple of times with other people but mostly on my own but yeah that last trip that one i did with you was the first time and only time i've ever done one in the winter and so we went So again, for people listening, it's like what it involved was playing about, depends on the season, but like two to four times a day, just doing like short, short sets in different parts of the train for different people. And and that's just, that's your role. So you just kind of, your nap alarm reminded me, you know, it's like you go go play, (laughs) go have a nap, you know, like go have lunch. (laughs) I love how that made it into one of your songs. (laughs) <laughs> we'll come back to what that. What time later. is lunch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, anyone who wants to hear that specific mention, go listen to Engine Down, <laughs> which is an amazing song. But anyway, this whole experience is just really, really cool to do that with. But when we went, <laughs> so Sarah and I got together and we were playing en route to go to a music conference, the Folk Alliance, what was happening in Montreal that year. And we took the train from Vancouver all the way over there. But uh, literally, it it could have been at like a, a more hilarious time to go because it was like this massive Arctic cold front <laughs> came plowing through like in that week that we were going. And it's just like all across central, particularly central Canada, it's just the temperatures were literally like freezing trains down and they couldn't move. And we were like, I don't know how many... 40 hours 38 hours late <laughs> which is crazy to think about it's like i i love this when you, you travel on a plane or anything else like particularly a plane if it gets delayed like a few hours it can seem like a big deal because the whole trip is really only a few hours for like large distances but when you're on like a four day trip four to six day trip in the first place and you can be delayed literally two full days <laughs> It's quite comedic, but like just observing what happens yeah. in the energy of a of a trip like that when 
you don't know when the end is and, right. and you don't know if the train's even gonna thaw <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious to hear, like what what your experience was like in that what you remember well especially is like basically the only entertainment on board you know there's no, i don't remember there, there's no wi-fi i don't think no, no. yeah and people had books but i feel like you and i were probably some of the youngest people as well so you know we were this sort of counted on to to boost morale which i think we did yeah. and then i do remember it was 24 hours delayed on the way there and then 48 on the way back <laughs> it was longer on the way back i missed a gig that i booked like two days after arrival. <laughs> uh i loved it though you know i i'm not someone who's ever really bored and i i loved it just be, it was a very present minded experience of just staring out the window and we were fed which was nice mm-hmm and, you know, maybe they ran out of dessert the last day, which I gave them hell about. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, oh, I, I and I realized I don't know where my train love comes from. But I remembered recently that I had a little Brio wooden train set as a kid. Cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of love for trains comes from that. But uh, yeah. And, and, you know, meeting all the, the really enthusiastic uh Rayleigh's or foamers people who just live for it and i'm starting as i'm i've been talking about it here in my community i'm meeting more people that have like little train sets and they know about all these train things in fact so it's a really cool uh i guess it's a niche or hobby or culture community culture a culture for sure yeah that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah to be to be a part of and especially you know honored to sit and play music and learn you know I learned so much from you I still think about that thing you said don't say uh, or try not to say this song is about or I wrote this song every time I play now so I I, I still do that I don't do that that's awesome yeah well, it was really it was a really great treat to be able to go on that kind of an experience with someone like yourself and like the kind of games that we would play a bit too, just like, all right, what are we going to challenge each other to do this time? And like, uh, what I loved most, I think, about just seeing seeing you through the length of the train ride both ways, which really, if you added it up, that's essentially like two weeks of playing that we did mm-hmm. um, multiple times a day together. So we get to see like quite a bit, including gigs that we did in other cities as well. Right. Uh, but just just to witness like your versatility of like being able to respond to so many different scenarios and and have a song that just fits so like your 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 storytelling ability uh was always a a, a great memory for me in that and in the ways that you would connect dots and and that's something i like talking about a lot in the space of this podcast of like writing songs you love and just like writing songs from the heart but a big part of that equation of the impact that that creates comes from the stories and the better that translates the more impactful i think the songs are and and so yeah you have a really great way of doing that and and i just have so many fond memories of of that experience so i'd love actually to hear like even just to share a little bit about like what happened with how did engine down come about that was 
I remember the exact place we were sitting. We were sitting in just a little, you know, the the chairs that got converted to beds. Mm-hmm. And we were, we had breakfast and then the engine died and we were supposed to have left Winnipeg the night before. And so, you know, the engine was just dead and we're sitting there and you're like, okay, five, I think it was a five minute songwriting exercise. And it was just like, whatever you can write in five minutes. And that's what I wrote. And then <laughs> I think I just kept working on it. And I remember coming back to my band and oh did you write anything on your trip and I said oh just these silly you know these goofy train songs like yeah that line what time is lunch you know I've got a hunch that's all I need to worry about today but they loved them and that was really cool because you know and, and one of them said like everybody wants to know what time lunch is you know every day like that's just such a human thing <laughs> so like need lunch and I didn't ever think about it that way but yeah well capturing you know the beautiful simplicity of life in a uh, crisis I guess you could say yeah I think that that's a big part of it for me and I think too like the the other the humor that you injected into that song (laughs) uh, was very therapeutic cathartic (laughs) like all the things that needed to be in that moment but it's also kind of like this rockin intense song uh and for those listening it's like the lyrics are like engine down 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 <laughs> in winter peg town <laughs> so like just your usage of like winter peg and like what's the line like manasnoba old manasnoba is freezing their toilets because <laughs> that literally happened on the train too so yeah, yeah. so there's just there's this really fun juxtaposition of like the seriousness, but also the humor that <laughs> in the tension that's created when, when, you know, particularly I think when people have expectations about when they're going to arrive and like the next part of their journeys or like catching another plane or whatever and realizing like, Oh my God, I'm not going to make that. And it's, or they lose days. It kind of creates this like, ah. so to have something like your song, that was like the total anthem. <laughs> <laughs> that trip that like everybody just like loved and not, not just the passengers but the staff and like yeah it was just such <laughs> an amazing thing to witness <laughs> i sent it to a couple of the train folks that were on that trip actually the staff and yeah. they were like i guess the trains are hurting right now yeah. so Imagine. he was uh, happy to happy to receive that i think yeah but one of the other things that you did so well too i think it's just to anyone who's been on the train kind of knows that the timing is really unpredictable a lot of the time based on freight train traffic and and so sometimes you can just kind of be hanging out there waiting as as freight trains go by and and it's a it's a funny characteristic of it but the way that you address that in a song (laughs) i don't remember did you write that one afterwards after the no so that was i feel like i tried it out on board but uh, i you that exercise was when you gave me that was to write a song on two strings (laughs) and actually full disclosure apparently i've ripped ripped off the the theme song to postman pat (laughs) (laughs) i get sued though i'm like i've made it 
Um, it's like da 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 da. Postman Pat has a very nice hat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't make that connection, but no, me you neither. Never know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> my, you get to meet Postman Pat. <laughs> Who knows? My British. That. He is a claymation dude. This big. That'd be fun. That would be. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of you know. The begging and the pleading to let us buy because that was a huge reason for our delays uh, on the way home i believe because they didn't we were what like six car passenger chain that wasn't very long one care about us too much <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah it's just uh the whole collection is great and i love i love the idea and so this is kind of a neat point too i think just as like an artist who has released bigger albums you know like fuller like one shot multiple song albums to then releasing, you know, ultimately it is an album, but broken up over a year. Like what have, what have you noticed so far have been like the, the enjoyable parts of both? Like what are, what are the benefits of both sides? I like this because there's less time between sitting down and getting your tracks and releasing it. That's how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to put something out and start gaining momentum, especially, you know, not playing too much the last few years. Mm-hmm. So that's a great benefit because I know a lot of times with a larger album, you sort of sit on it for a while. And so that's been great. But having the band, this is my first time I've worked with a full band in studio has just been amazing. They're amazing people and amazing players. Really grateful for them. And they've just brought a lot to the table. We've been doing a lot of stuff off the floor and they just, they really believe. So that's not really, you know, specific to whether this was short or long, but just that's new to this project for me is, is having a, collaborative team mm. and you know letting go of my babies my songs and really bringing other people in with full full trust to, to sort of add and and take them places and that's been really really special it's a the time crunch is stressful but also fun <laughs> you know we do everything within like the train medley and rock bottom was the other song on that we did that in a weekend Awesome. awesome it is but it's also like oh my goodness how did we do that <sighs> so i think there's beauty in in having more time um taking more time but uh it's it's been fun for what it is and i'm really just proud of us for accomplishing this you know i set set this goal and it's happened we're yeah going to studio next week so super cool yeah so your band called the Magic Buttons. Yeah. Where'd that name come from? Uh, sitting on the floor, drinking wine, just hashing things out with one of my guitar players. We used to just brainstorm, you know, one of those people you can just get all these ideas. And he's British and strange and just <laughs> <laughs> singing random things and said, Magic Buttons. And then the next day it was like, how about that for a band name? And I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and it's I like it too because it can mean a bunch of different things people ask oh is it this or that I'm like whatever you want it to be your button is your button <laughs> 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 and I am 
handed out. Remember those buttons? That oh we yeah, I, I had to ask you if, if that actually if you carry um, that vision. I decided to go with uh, the more positive approach. So I made seasonal buttons, but they're what season you like. Because we were gonna do what season you don't like. So there's, yeah, a little rain and waves. Nice. A new one. Mount <laughs> mountain. Cool. And sun <laughs> and falls in here somewhere. Yeah. So I made them here. Happy, happy buttons. Amazing. Well, I remember that original. We were having hilarious conversations about your song, uh, Pitter Patter. Yeah. And like, what are the part of your stories in that of, of like how, how people like to complain about the rain? Um, I, I love that song so much. I think anyone that's ever lived in like a rainy, like West Coast region would, would empathize with, with, with that whole story of, of that song and what you're saying. But the funny joke, I remember you're saying like, oh, it'd be hilarious to have like a button for all the seasons. And that that would be like a special thing, like merch thing that people could get. And you could only complain about the season with the button that you owned. Right. <laughs> Just one. Just one. Yeah. Seasonal yeah. complainer. I could still market at them that way. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that. Uh, when you do, let me know. I'll, I will definitely, I'll definitely <laughs> like send those out to people because, yeah, I guess. Would it be like the season, but with like a, you know, the, the crossbar through it? Like the no. <laughs> yeah or was it more of the weather it was more of the weather thing i think it was like rain versus snow versus whatever it's always always complain about <laughs> but putting limitations on that <laughs> yeah you get one one only because that's the thing it's like oh it's so cold oh it's too rainy oh it's too hot it's like the same. there's no winning <laughs> i'm trying I, I try to win i like them all I had a radio, we were a zone band of the month in Victoria, which is very cool. Amazing. And they asked like, oh, you know, do you have a favorite season? And I was like, I do. I did. But now it's, it's been really neat to have something to do and focus on through each season and, and keeping them in mind. And I've, I love them all now. And it's, they're actually quite short here. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky. <laughs> like, I got birds and buds and out here on the island it's like spring is is, is here spring quite nice yeah that's awesome well yeah. i'd love to there's a couple other questions well some some questions just to more to with your songwriting background and experience but like it's really curious to know like if you're looking at all the songs that that you've created and i know you have got a huge huge catalog of of songs and and your ability just to throw your experience like full heartedly into your songs is is amazing. I'd if you were to choose like one or two songs of yours that you'd say like are are among like some of the most meaningful to you, like which ones would you say and and why? Oh. It's like picking your favorite child. <laughs> ah, rock bottom I just released is pretty hits me pretty heavy uh and we've incorporated into our set where you know we'll have this big sort of band show and i'll just play it by myself i usually cry in front of everyone when i do and it's just really 
I haven't been writing much the last couple of years and that I wrote that last year. And it's just a note to the times with a little bit of humor, of course, and, uh, you know, hope and, and essentially like, I believe rock bottom is, is not, uh, not permanent and that's kind of the message I wanted to get across you know and then there's always light and there's often someone reaching for you just gotta look for it so that has a lot of meaning for me and I've had a lot of positive feedback from my listeners and peers saying that it's like one of their favorites Hmm. which I guess makes it my favorite you know if you can really reach people you're like okay I did something right here but it it was very much like a very deep and personal thing for me to write about Mm-hmm. So that one, and then oh, most meaningful, you said. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of the writing, or or you know the the recording process, or I don't know. I think it's neat to hear how you quantify it because everyone equates yeah. it a little bit differently, and and I think that's neat to hear. Like even just with the last one, you said. There was something about the experience of going through that, but having having the sharing and having the acknowledgement that knowing knowing that that was landing increases your your kind of connection to that song. So it's 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 really cool to look at that of like hmm, which songs enter that category because of the sharing and response versus ones that maybe just have have before they even get shared have something that you connect to in a really meaningful way. I would say, uh, I think my other one is Fire Moon, which we released on the summer album. It was like the thing that sort of sparked this whole project. It sparked who I was going to work with as a producer and studio. (laughs) And it's a song that once again came from this challenging time and was just never really finished. Like we could never really... I, I never really knew where it sat or what to do with it. And even with the band for a couple of years, and then we brought it to my producer, Neil, and we kind of found its place, made a really cool music video. And that was the song we played on the zone. So I think it just means a lot to see the growth of that and, and also see the pain where that came from turned into something so beautiful and, and fun. And yeah, I would say that. And it's also, you know, Always, always a little bit of darkness underlying in my tunes, but uh, yeah, with positive <laughs> reprise. <laughs> yeah. So curious with the song, like Rock Bottom, in your process there, because you said it sounds like we're going through the through the song, like there, there's this hopefulness in that, right? So. Was that something when you started writing that song that you had, or was that was that something that was just like feeling this way and like writing from that place, maybe not knowing, you know, having that optimism there, or was that something that kind of came as like some a way to kind of work through that kind of stuff? I think all of the above, if that's possible. I had a close friend of mine told me to write a song about a lighthouse, hmm. so that's you know and. I've, I've had that imagery, my dad, you know, when I'm in rough times, is like, you know, just imagine a lighthouse. And yeah, I just, I've like, feel like I've been to rock bottom since, but I'm always a believer as an artist that it's important to have 
uh, sort of hopeful outcome or uh, uh, leave leave your listeners and your people with some sort of yeah hope I guess for lack of a better word um, so that's always as a writer it's important to me to, to include that and then I think in that way it, it gives me hope as well yeah and really like you know why I tear up on stage when I play that song is because I had a I might even blubber now but I had some really wonderful people in my life. I have really wonderful people in my life that, you know, keep me, keep me off of that and, and make sure my ship doesn't sink. And I, I really need those people. So that became very apparent, you know, in writing this, that how important those people that do reach out for you are, or that you can reach for. Mm. Yeah. Well, and what an, I love the cyclical nature of all of this. You know, again, there's like this whole cycle that for a lot of years, I remember used to have a, a, my mindset around like songwriters just wrote their experience and that was it, you know? And like, this is, they put it out and people enjoy it or not, you know, or connect to it or not or whatnot. But like to, when you really get into the layers, that's why I love asking this kind of a question is, is you do see how much, how much kind of co- working is going on there you know and it's like like you're saying having this idea of like oh just imagine this lighthouse or like that you you as a result of that you want to have you want to show up in a certain kind of a role to be uplifting for for right. other, for yourself and for others in that process so that's like your contribution in that cycle and like it's so these other dimensions of that start forming and, and moving around wow. and like the back and forth thing of that is really amazing. Super cool. Yeah. So that's why I ask because I always love more so recently, like learning more about how this shows up in people's lives because it doesn't really yeah. get talked about to that degree. No, it's a great question. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah. that's really special. And that's, I think too, like those are the, well, maybe this is another follow-up on that. Somebody else who was on, on this podcast a while back uh, named Kate Battersby asked a really great question in the Facebook group about how do you know for yourself, like what, or where do you draw your kind of own line for sharing and vulnerability, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is is there a line for you to, like, or like what what is that difference of like what gets shared in your music and thus to an audience versus what what you keep for yourself great question um you know i i feel like i'm very vulnerable generally but as I'm more into this recording process, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to need to write some more songs when uh, this album's done and thinking about, you know, what do I want to say? What have I not been saying? What are some things that are really, really deep that need to come out? And that's, I'm really starting to think about that more. And the line, I think as you, you get, it depends, right? What you're comfortable with. My line is, is, is moving a bit as I become more comfortable in who I am as a person and sort of not worrying so much what other people think and, and observing that actually people are interested in hearing 
those deeply vulnerable things and people are going to connect with those deeply vulnerable things. And, you know, I've been really thinking a lot about the working class lately because I am working class. I'm a musician, but I also have two other jobs where I'm like a gardener and a waitress. And it's like just really feeling that and, and really wanting to, to write about that in whatever capacity. So mm. that'll be my next step. And then, mm. you know, some more, personal things and deep things that I've kept in my vault for a while that I'd like to bring out in an artistic and nice way, I guess, but that I think would be really interesting to share. So to answer your question, I feel like I always felt like, oh, I'm really vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, oh, I could be more. And I'm, I'm starting to feel ready to be more vulnerable for sure. Hmm. Well, what a great question. I think that would be a, an interesting one for everyone listening to kind of sit with and try yeah. for yourself is like what you said is like, what have I not been saying? Yeah. Dang. That's <laughs> you know, like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe I've been playing it safer than I thought, right? Well, so, I, that's part of, I think, I think that's kind of a, a growth thing as well as you mm -hmm. kind of get comfortable and in, in new layers of depth with that as you go and like what that what what the result is a result as a uh, consequence of sharing right so and what's cool to hear like you're talking about the about how say occupation or like a variety of different like job experiences might affect your perspectives and what you say and just the, the in the situation it makes me think a lot too about I know you have a big marine biology background and, and that, that has found its way into, into a mm -hmm. lot of music. So like, I'd love to, for you to chat a little bit about that and like how that's shown up. Right. And that I, another song I wrote with you, the octopus den, oh. <laughs> Every, but that's like, that's not really vulnerable, but that's pulling from this like depth of knowledge I have and people freaking love it. And I wrote it once again, I was kind of, a joke for myself and for you and that's that's a huge huge song in my repertoire people love it it's so amazing yeah so that, I, you know there, there's a bit of vulnerability in that I guess too but I, I've, I've sort of put my career down I guess but you know I've got my whalebone I don't know if you can see it up here it's right up here uh, yeah. We're going to be recording that song soon and Amazing. just like really something I'm also coming into. I, I started reading Braiding Sweetgrass and, mm. you know, came up in a time where it was like art is very separate from science. And as I'm maturing, that's something I'm like, no, you know, it doesn't have to be. And I think it's really important that it's not. And so I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how to bring the two together in this sort of cohesive way because they're not separate in fact they're really beautiful together and just sort of starting to be more comfortable with as I read about or, or meet more people who who do walk that line of art and science so that's really exciting as well very cool well I've I'll ask you one other question here, and this is just something I've started to ask people a little more recently, because the more I talk to artist pals or just people doing their thing, or it doesn't necessarily mean just musicians or songwriters, but 
oftentimes when asked like why you do what you do, you know, or like what what's kind of the point that a lot of people will in some ways say, I want to inspire people with Mm. with what I do, you know, and, but I started to notice after like many years that that's usually kind of where it stops. It's just say, Oh, I just, I really want to inspire people with my music, say in this case, but what I've started asking a little bit more recently and love to hear your thoughts on this is how do you, how would you finish the sentence of like, I want to inspire people to to do what you know like what is it exactly that you would love to inspire people to do with your music there's two things um one is to be turned on about nature and i say turned on not necessarily you know sexually but just excited about it lights going off and and reminded and and ignite that spark in them again Mm -hmm. And the second is to empower um, in whatever form that comes in, but just, just you know, once again, a spark of, of just self-love and, and empowerment in whatever way that performance and, and being vulnerable and all, all of that process can do for people. That's, that's really important as well. Is that something you've, you've, shared before like kind of consciously like declared that way i don't know definitely always a nature thing but but i think you know observing the world and people of all sort of classes and diverse backgrounds and everything it's like i i really believe that we can't really help anyone else until we ourselves are feeling good about ourselves so I just, I, I really have done a lot of, you know, therapy and work in the last couple of years. And it's like, that's very important to me. And so whatever I can do to just even, you know, waiting a table, if I'm just a little extra nice to somebody, like that kind of stuff, right? And if I can do that through my music, all the better. Very cool. Yeah. And you've definitely been a huge influence in that respect. So thank you. <laughs> Shining that light, man. <laughs> Pleasure. Well, thank yeah, thank you so much for sharing about this. It's always so great to to connect with you and hang and. Me and, too. Uh, so, if other people want to reach out to you or just find you in all the places and different ways, like what's what are the best locations for them to find you? I love Instagram. I'm on there about ten hours a day. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook too. I have a website needs updating. We have Sarah Osborne music and anywhere. It's pretty, pretty good on Spotify and Bandcamp and all that jazz. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'll make sure I link, link all of that stuff. So it's easy to find in awesome. the links here. So, and then, yeah, I guess as, as kind of one, one future thing is what's, what's something coming up here that you're most most excited about i know you're recording coming up this weekend mm-hmm. um but yeah we're just feeling like for i guess we're coming into spring well this the album is all about spring that you're recording right yeah uh, okay so maybe this is a question i'm curious if like with with having something in, intentionally focused on spring and coming into the season like what's uh what's a way that you're excited to apply that 
Apply that to within that theme. Like I, I know you're, I just from being around you, I know your mind works in, in a in <laughs> interesting way with like the way you link all these stories and concepts and and so I'm just curious if there's anything that you can share with like, I'll, I'll frame it a, a slightly different way. I know like when um, like later this year in the summertime, we'll come up to a, like a year anniversary for for this podcast being up and and I'm working on something for that for that kind of a reason that actually just became like a really inspiring thing for me to think of like oh this is a creative project that makes me think of these kinds of songs and I wanted to release it for this day but also to to run some specific fun things for songwriters you know in that time mm -hmm. kind of in conjunction I'm kind of curious if like as far as like the way that you want to to release the next like the spring project is there anything like that in your in your wheelhouse well i the first thing i thought of i don't know if this relates but i did just buy a really beautiful spring floral dress and it just arrived yesterday and i'm gonna wear it to the studio so that's one thing uh cherry blossoms are coming out and we are right. recording a song called cherry blossoms so because, uh, you know, I'm on a budget now, I've, I'm going to probably put together some sort of music video. So that'll be fun. And spring is my season and my, my birthday is in May. Nice. So I'm hoping that this will be released around then. And it's it's truly a year and just really friggin' cool that, that this has actually just happened. And not that I discounted myself, but it's just like, it's amazing what we can do, you know, when we put our minds to it um yeah and that's i think that's about about all it's just uh very exciting and i got a couple gigs coming up too starting to apply for festivals and stuff so well, yeah feeling pretty good about it all awesome i think yeah. that's a, that's a really cool thing too for <laughs> anyone uh especially going into recording when you have like an intention with what it's about and whatnot the fact that you're like i've I've got this like real cool spring dress that I'm going <laughs> to, you know, like that makes a big difference. What, what you kind of wear. That's actually a songwriting challenge I've given out to people. Is, is it? Literally choose an item of clothing that makes you feel like amazing. And <laughs> when, when you write, like put, put the thing on or wear whatever it is. It could be shades. It's like, whatever it is, it's like, don't take it off. Like write a song with shades on <laughs> Or it doesn't matter, but just to see what happens because it it does change your your process of thought. It changes like how you how you huh. sing, how you share. So I think it's awesome that you're doing that. That's that's <laughs> so thanks for sharing that. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Michael. You really inspired. Can I ask you a question? It's more of like a songwriting. Yeah, yeah, storytelling sure. question. Sure. I feel like because I've been playing mostly with ba the band and I feel like I'm a bit out of practice with storytelling and I have a gig next week and I just wondered if you could just give me a little tip or two about how to get back into that and, and you've really restored or, or reignited my faith in my abilities but you know when you're a little out of practice because the last couple of years I'm not as probably hot as I was on the train. So any uh, any tips to give? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of fun. There's nothing like you're saying. There's a frequency agility that comes up, and I I feel it too in a way of just not having not being a perf 
performing as barely at all in these last couple of years, it feels weird to not have that regular frequency of engaging that way. And so in a way, looking at like, how do you restore the frequency when you're not necessarily performing is, is I would say just reach out to some pals, you know, like reach out to some friends and, and literally like say like, I'm going to probably, I want to talk to someone at least like once a day and, and someone maybe you haven't ideally talked to in a while because then it kind of forces you to have to share stories. <laughs> so there's a certain amount of just like being in the rhythm of having to share that, that right. is the kinks out, you know, it, it just kind of gets you in the rhythm and, and being a bit more concise, just really kind of grounding onto it. So that's, that's always good. And it's fun, fun to just touch base with people who maybe you haven't in a while. Right. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I've taken a lot of courses this last year, or in a way I actually took the same storytelling course like multiple times because it was really good uh, through the Akimbo workshops, which is something that Seth Godin started. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the woman who runs this course. Her name is uh, Bernadette Jiwa, and she's fantastic. But like, there's a very cool model in which they they teach like structural kind of things with your storytelling and and really to kind of have it be quite a small moment. And I think one thing that we often tend to do in storytelling is tell try to tell too big of a story and and really to just weed them down and weed them down to like literally like five minutes before a change and five minutes after a big change. And everything else that really surrounds that is is kind of what leads to create the tension and what also then resolves the tension. So, but if you think of it like a book or a story or like any any kind of a like a movie, there's kind of some background information, you know, some context. I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all like Bernadette's uh, magic too. It's like that. There's there's some kind of info that gives you a bit of a sense of what's going on. There is some kind of a catalyst. You know, there's something that creates a, a, a reason, some kind of shift in a, in a course of action or some kind of reason to, to, sh to start gears in motion. Uh, there's a complication or like a challenge that in a way presents like the hero or who's in the, who's in the driver's seat of this thing, a, a, a opportunity to make a decision. Do I, do I mm -hmm. like go forward in this direction or do I go to this direction? Um, do I say yes to recording this project or no? Do I, you know, write this song for this person or whatever, you know, it could be any number of things. Um, the layer after that is, is the change of like, so what, what was the decision? You know, and like what happened as a result and sense like what's the what's the transformation that happened in in the person? And then the final part of it is, is really it's like, what is the consequence of that transformation? The song. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it could be a song, Maybe. but yeah, like it can be a more in a sense. And this is something that that 
Bernadette says so well in a lot of her stuff is it's like, how is, how is your worldview changed? Mm. Cool. So if, if you can go through and answer those questions and really like focusing more, more of the intention on like making sure you really get the change of what happened. Cause that's often what we really connect to is, is, hearing hearing somebody and overcoming and that's a lot of what you said you know is mm-hmm. a big big deal of what you want to inspire people is like there's a large empowerment piece to that so mm-hmm. in doing so it's like sharing stories that are demonstrations of of walking through a challenge and coming out on the other end so if if you can Very look cool. at things like that uh, well, and this is great. Like, this is what's super cool about being clear on, you know, I want to light people up about nature and also empower, empowering these, you know, in certain ways. When you look at your stories that you want to tell or that you want to craft, it can be really guiding to be like, okay, I, I've got a bajillion stories, but like how many of them actually fit that category? Like that right. line with what I want to talk about and are aligned with like the way I want to frame this experience. So those that's that's fun to go through, like to go through that kind of a structure with every one of your songs that you're going to share and look at like, how can I frame frame this to set up the song so that this is in some way, like really making it compelling to want to hear what either came about of it. But the fun thing about, as you know, like when you get to do a chain of songs in, in succession or back and forth is. You don't have to have, you don't have to solve everything in one song. It's like a song can be a part of that story. Yeah. You know, so it can be like, here I'm sharing the background and something that happened, enter song. And then song leads to the big challenge, you know, song. (laughs) Here's a massive change that I went through as a result and consequence. There's another (laughs) song, you know, so it's like there's the idea of a story can stretch over a bigger arc as opposed to necessarily being a la carte but that's the beauty of it it's there's just so much uh, it's one of my favorite things in the world now because because of how really everything comes back to story no matter what like that's how we relate to each other that's how we impact each other and connect and story fuels everything else otherwise it's a bit well as i've heard just uh labeled another way is it's like a, a unless a story has some kind of a change or a challenge it's just random facts right it's not necessarily I, a story it's interesting too i think my struggle is that i'm afraid to talk too long mm. and i and i remember one of your challenges you gave me too is to talk at least 30 seconds <laughs> because it feels like hours for me right so then i just end up being like blah, blah, blah. I, I had this film session last week and it was a last minute thing and they're like, okay, well, you know, introduce your songs a bit. And I felt really just like I had a practice and didn't really know what to say. So I just want to, this will help for sure. But, you know, maybe even setting a bit of a time, even 20 seconds, you know, just to feel okay. And it's, it's an art in itself, really. Oh, for sure. And like yeah. the the benefit of that too is like, you know, flesh it out from the get-go of just seeing of like, okay, get everything else that get everything out that is there. And then you can weed it down like you would a song. You know, it's mm-hmm. a similar thing. Can you go through all those sections and make it like one sentence for each? 
Right. And can you tell that same story in 30 seconds? Cool. There's, there's ways where the context really fits for that and ways where there's more open-ended. It's nice to be able to take people on a slower journey and more expanded timeline. So yes and no. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. That's huge. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fun question. And like, that's something I'm, I'm doing more. Actually, you know, you bring up a cool point is uh, a neat timing thing here is next week on March 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific, I'm going to do uh, a workshop in, in the Write Songs You Love Facebook community that anyone can come and do. I'm going to actually like stream it into the group. So it'll be there for anyone to like see after the fact, but like, I'm actually kind of looking for a couple more volunteers who want to like workshop some of their, like come in with a song and, and what you want to share about it. And it's mainly for like online posting kind of stuff. Okay. Because and I I love that you brought up earlier of saying like, (laughs) not saying this is a song about, or like that kind of a thing. Uh, Until this point, I haven't really in the Facebook group, talked too much about people sharing their music but now that like people are starting to do it a little bit more it's like i wanted to kind of have a a challenge out to the entire group of like (laughs) basically to ban the terminology of please like and share (laughs) yeah (laughs) because oftentimes that ends up being a go-to that a lot of people do and oftentimes it's the first thing and there's the first sentence and it, it doesn't really give any room for anybody to even know like what you're talking about, you know? So the the whole emphasis of taking that away is to to place more of a reason to like take us in the journey of the story. Like right. we want to know like why it's special where this came from and how it changed you because that's that's where we connect and think about, well, yeah, I, I totally relate to that. That that changed me too or this type of a thing. But there's, I think with just the metrics of like, like, culture and whatever comments and all these things uh sometimes it's a bit mis uh guiding in terms of what's the real thing that we want to do you know it's mm-hmm. we really actually want people to connect and if they're gonna sh- if they really connect to it they will share by default of course you know? so yeah. so putting that emphasis on anyways the, that workshop i'm gonna do is just a, like a free one people can jump into part of, but for the purpose of like all right so what is your story like do you want to come on and and just say like how how would you write this you know like how would you share this and like here are the details boom how do we make it a little bit more like concise for the form it could even actually be like a video like a video story it's like if you were going to tell this in a live or post this with the song then it's 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 for that purpose so if you're free you're more than welcome to come and like yeah be a might be guarding that day but i I could send something in. Let's talk about that. Yeah, if you want to. Because I, the, you know, the train medley is one, for example, that I'd love to have a few sentences of what it's all about or a video. And yeah. 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 And, and it's so funny because the online is very different than a room full of attentive people, right? It's like, I think that's where one sentence, a one sentence story or two really can grab people better well again i think it's all it all comes to practice because i sometimes sometimes it's not all that different and it's just a matter of they're all forms of being able to practice that and that's that's what i want that group scary (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it's good. It's just, it's like, it's so something, it means I need to work on it because I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable thinking about this. That's <laughs> well, usually a, a good um, sign, you know, but yeah, yeah. that's the, that's, cool. kind of, that's a great sign that there's something special there. That's well, yeah, shoot me the details and um, I'd love to be there. Cool. Yeah. And this goes for anyone. Anyone listening to, uh, I just, I would love to have like a couple more people that would want to come in on to like a zoom session and we can like chat it out in real time. And as long as you're comfy with like other people seeing that process and like what happens as a result, then that's, that's totally cool. <laughs> I am. It's the best way to learn. <laughs> Get roasted in public. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Amazing. So right on you on your birthday no less this is my birthday present to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's been a treat yeah i wouldn't, wouldn't do it any other way <laughs> oh, you've inspired me i really appreciate it my pleasure so that was the magnificent sarah osborne i'll have all of those links where you can find her but uh definitely go check out that brand new ep train medley that she put together it's it's exceptional and uh yeah it'll take you into that experience that we had so lots of great ideas to play with and songwriting i'm gonna follow follow some of these things up and and put that out in the newsletter so if you want to follow along in the newsletter you can sign up for that on writesongsyoulove.com on the homepage. there's a spot just down at the bottom where you can jump in on that that goes out every week with this podcast and comes along with some kind of a challenge. So you can always find something there as well as a place to hear this podcast. Anyway, please do get in touch if that workshop next week about sharing your story online or just sharing your story in general, if you want to be a guinea pig. I have one person already and I need about two to three more. So feel free to reach out if that's something that you feel like being a part of it's going to be great and we'll just put a, a neat framework too for the facebook group for how we can use that as a practice space and a, and a place to just sharpen your tools as far as storytelling and sharing goes all right so hope everyone's doing okay out there keep keep writing keep doing your thing and we'll catch you next time <laughs>